Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Marr. The noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Welcome to A Thousand Generations. Presented by Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of Star Wars. But going particularly to George Lucas's first full draft of the screenplay. The first step into Star Wars. Now, George Lucas had written a treatment called the Star, the Star Wars Story Synopsis. Which he wrote in the spring of 1973. This was a just kind of an outline of what the story would be about. Now, George Lucas had already written something called The Journal of the Wills, Part One, uh, which he had also written in 1973. Which is like a two-paragraph description of Star Wars. And it couldn't be more different than what we got in Star Wars, though. The word Jedi, the word Padawan, Kessel, or at least an earlier version of it, and the planet Yavin were mentioned. As well as, of course, the Galactic Empire. So a few building blocks, but he called that the Journal of the Wills, Part One. And then, in the spring, he wrote the Star Wars story synopsis, um, which was. Accepted by 20th Century Fox. Uh, this, the Star Wars story synopsis. So the following year, 1974, George Lucas writes the first full-length screenplay of Star Wars. Called the Star Wars Rough Draft. Now, in 2013, Dark Horse Comics adapted this into a non-canon Star Wars book. A graphic novel, I should say. A series of comic books which I've read, which is interesting, but I'm glad it's not what we got on screen. Some of the ideas are still in here. Particularly the link, uh, not link, Particularly some of the names. Jedi, of course. Breha, the queen of Aquilae. And Breha would later become the name of the queen of Alderaan. You have the Galactic Empire. You have the planet Udithau. You have Kessel. You have Alderaan. You have Luke Skywalker. Han Solo. R2D2 and C3PO. 
Owen and Brew Lars. Chewbacca. Darth Vader. Some of the names are the same. Um, the characters are a bit different. But our main hero is a young man named Anakin Starkiller. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, that morphs into Anakin Skywalker. But the Anakin Skywalker character of this screenplay becomes the Luke Skywalker of the next screenplays. Uh, Star Wars was filmed based on the fourth screenplay. So George Lucas rewrote it four times. This is the first draft he did. Um, and you look at sort of the opening crawl, and it has an opening crawl like the movies do. But this one is... Uh, well, let me just read it to you. Until the recent Great Rebellion, the Jedi Bendu were the most feared warriors in the universe. For 100,000 years, generations of Jedi protected their art as the personal bodyguards of the Emperor. They were the chief architects of the, of the Invincible Imperial Space Force, which expanded the Empire across the galaxy from the celestial equator to the farthest reaches of the Great Rift. Now these legendary warriors are all but extinct. One by one they have been hunted down and destroyed as enemies of the new empire by a ferocious and sinister rival warrior sect, the Knights of Sith. That's the opening crawl. And it's a mouthful. But to get more to the point, George Lucas has always said that he wrote a screenplay that it was too big and too long and he cut it into three parts. And George Lucas always likes to play a little fast and loose with the truth. Not to say he's a liar. No, no. What he said about writing a screenplay and then chopping it into three parts is true from a certain point of view. If you look at the story laid out in this first rough draft, you will see that that's actually true. Uh, the, the first... If we were to divide it into three acts, the first one is loosely similar to the original film. The middle part involves a chase through an asteroid deal. And the last part involves crash landing on the planet Yavin and training the Wookiees to fight the Death Star which would later evolve into going to Endor and making allies with the Ewoks 
to fight back against the Empire and ultimately destroy the Death Star. There, of course, are major differences. But in general, if you look at the screenplay, and it's very long, and you cut it into three parts, yeah, you're looking basically at the original trilogy. Um, the only element from this rough draft to make it into The Empire Strikes Back is the chase through an asteroid field. That's all there is. <laughs> and being pursued by the Empire. Yes. That's really the only part that makes it into Empire Strikes Back. Now, the first act, if we were to call it that, is very similar to the Akira Kurosawa 1958 classic, The Hidden Fortress. Which, if you're wondering how to get into Kurosawa as a filmmaker, I would start with The Hidden Fortress. Um, looking at this first act of the screenplay, it involves getting Princess Leia from point A to point B without the Empire finding her. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of that going on, which is definitely out of the Hidden Fortress, but also becomes part of the Phantom Menace, with Padme in disguise, pretending just to be a handmaiden to the Queen, as they try to get her from Naboo to Coruscant. So there are some things in this screenplay that ultimately would come out in The Phantom Menace. Uh, of course, George Lucas would change things quite a bit. And as far as the Death Star, it wasn't called the Death Star. It's just a big space fortress which is not destroyed until the third act. C-3PO and R2-D2 are in here. And I noticed when I read the comic books, which are based on the on everything written in this screenplay, including the dialogue, they didn't make anything up for the comics. C-3PO and R2-D2 have dialogue that is almost exactly what we see in the finished movie. The only difference is that R2-D2 actually talks in English, speaks in English in this version. Oddly enough, Luke Skywalker is the Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. The old general. Similar to the Japanese actor Toshio Mifune to Cheryl Mifune in The Hidden Fortress. He's an old general and protector of the princess. Now, of course, Luke Skywalker is like a 60-year-old man in this version, and we all know what it got changed to. Anakin Starkiller is basically our Luke figure here. 
Han Solo is a green-skinned alien with gills. Chewbacca is the chieftain of the Wookiees on the planet Yavin. So all this talk about the Ewoks were originally Wookiees. Yet again, is true from a certain point of view. However, the idea that Wookiees on Endor would have been quote-unquote cooler, I, I disagree. I think that would have been a little bit too... Like, of course they're going to win. They're Wookiees, you know. But that's an old, old argument that I, I can't agree with. I think the Ewoks are just fine as they are. So, I could go on and on, but it's very interesting to see the evolution of George Lucas' space opera. It starts out much more Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers than the finished film. And I'm glad that this version did not make it to the screen because it's long, it's too complicated with too many characters and too many ideas. Too many hard names. The plot is very complicated. And it's got some stuff in here that would have been... That is interesting, but I think what we ended up getting made more sense. Another thing that really stands out to me as we conclude here, there's a lack of lore. There's a lack of the mystical elements of Star Wars. The fantasy elements. It's much more science fiction. The Force is more of an idea than an actual thing. Yeah, they say, may the Force of others be with you. But it doesn't grant magical powers, it doesn't look like. And it's missing that mythology. It's also missing the simplicity of the hero's journey. Now, George Lucas read The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. But he read it after he had already started writing Star Wars. The old myth is that he wrote Star Wars based on the hero with a thousand faces, and the first drafts are not based on it. I think, I don't know for sure, but I believe George Lucas read it before he wrote his third draft. Because then you start to see some of the mythological motifs and simplicity creep into the screenplays. This original one was missing a lot of that. Um, so I'm glad that it got altered to A, simplify it, to make it more easily digestible, and B, add a layer of mythology and fantasy. And I'm glad that he did, because this feels... If this had come out, it would have, I think, just been another sci-fi film. That probably wouldn't have been very successful.
you know, a sci-fi B-movie. You know, Battle Beyond the Stars or something like that. So those are my thoughts on the original draft. And how it does bear some similarity to the finished product. And yet how it's vastly different, and I'm glad that he altered it as he continued writing the screenplays. Now, you may wonder about the concept art that you've probably seen by Ralph McQuarrie, which doesn't quite match what's in the movie. Well, that's because that was based on the second draft of the screenplay. So anyhow, it's interesting to see the evolution. But it is true from a certain point of view when George Lucas said, I wrote a big script and I cut it into three parts. From a certain point of view. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in. To a thousand generations presented by Page Turners, they were not. My Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.